Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning, everybody. We are on page Tough Mem Tess. This is the last chapter of this mimer. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> for our purposes, it's too short and it's too long. It's probably too long to go through in a single session, and it's a bit too short for two sessions. So I don't know what's going to happen. We'll play it by ear as the expression goes. Anyway, this is a, a summary, uh, a summary statement of uh, the, some of the basic principles it, that we've gone through in this mimer, uh, put into a context of Avaita, put into a context of our uh, this is always the case with Hasidus. Hasidus, no matter how technical, theoretical, and abstract it appears when you're learning it, the ultimate goal is application. And it's this last ois which brings this material, much of which is quite, I hate to use the word theoretical, because theoretical implies that it's not real, that it's, it's uh, something that popped up in someone's head. Well, it's very, very real. But the thing is that uh, we are talking about levels of spirituality and Kedusha concepts which are, are transcendent concepts. We're doing the best we can with Mishalom and what have you. The idea now is to make these concepts real for us in this world and our daily lives. And that's what the last uh, chapter, the last ois of a mimer is intended to do. And I think this one does it beautifully. So, we begin from in accordance with everything that we've learned in this mimer. Yovin Masha Eimer, we can now understand what is said. This mimer is on, based on the Parsha Kisavoy. We can now understand Kisavoy El Haaretz. When you enter the land, when you come into the land, that's the first Pasuk of the, uh, the Sedra. Vihine Noida. It is known, Shetachlis Yurida, Hanashama Beguf, the whole point of Hanashama coming into the Guf, Hu Bishvil Maisa HaMitzvis. The reason we are here, the absolute ultimate real reason we are here, is the performance of mitzvahs. Now, the performance of mitzvahs has many consequences, um, which some of which we'll talk about. But the eager is the mitzvah. That's the reason an neshama comes into a body in this world. We're, we're familiar with this idea. Do you do it? And my mitzvahs nikra peders. The um, fulfillment, the performance of mitzvahs, uh, are called is called peders, which means fruits. Now, this already brings us back, uh, brings back memories of the mimer because we spent a great deal of time talking about growth, about vegetation, about fruits. The union of yesh and from a seed grows an apple tree. Uh, and therefore, the concept of fruits, of, of the produce, the ultimate product of the process of growth, of, of sowing, of plowing, sowing, whatever, the ultimate goal is the, the fruit. Um, and mitzvahs are called fruits for, for obvious reasons. Kumar Mechazal, in accordance with what the Chachamim say, this is Mesech de Soita. My peri, why fruits? Mitzvah. Uh, it, here it means, uh, the, the question really is, what does, why is the word fruit used? What does it mean? What does it symbolize? It symbolizes mitzvahs or mitzvah. Now, what are the circumstances uh, to which this uh, statement applies? We're talking now about the uh, Indian of, a, of a, an individual who's found uh, dead in a field. Um, and it's not, it's not known how he got there. It's not known how he was killed. He's, he's, it's it's an, a totally unknown situation. So the Torah is quite explicit that in such a case, the uh, measurement is made 
from the, the body of that person to all the towns in the local vicinity. And the town which is the closest to that mace um, then becomes responsible for the following uh, ritual, the following ceremony. The elders of that town, the one closest to the mace, um, come to a valley which is uh, arid, rocky, uh, and will not sustain plant life, will not sustain growth. It's a, it's a, uh, a, a wilderness, sandy, rocky valley. Um, and in that valley, they bring a heifer, a, an eagle, a heifer, which is uh, less than a year old. Uh, they, they kill it, they break its neck, they wash their hands over it, and they uh, make a statement to the effect that we did not let this person leave our town without accompaniment, without food, without one thing and another. Uh, you know, the obvious, trivial, trite way of looking at it, they're washing their hands of the matter. It's not our, it's not our fault, even though he, the town that's closest to this mace is our town. Uh, believe me, we are not guilty, as if, as if anyone thought they would be. But they, the, the point of the statement is that they treated that individual with all of the respect and all of the consideration and help that a visitor to the town would, uh, would require. So the question is asked, why a heifer? Why a uh, barren valley? Uh, and the answer is just as this valley will not produce fruits, uh, and this heifer can, cannot produce fruits, but mainly the valley, the valley cannot produce fruits, it is not a fertile valley, um, it's symbolic of the fact that this individual can no longer produce fruits. He's, he's uh, no longer in a position to produce fruits. So the question is, why fruits? Why, why paris? Why, what does fruits symbolize? And there are two possibilities brought up by the Chachamim. One is that fruits symbolize children, just as this individual uh, will never have children, again, if he has them to begin with. Um, uh, likewise, the valley will never produce fruits, or just as the valley will never produce fruits, likewise, this ind individual will never produce fruits as a metaphor for children. But then the question is asked, well, what if the person's aged or the person is infertile or something of that sort? So the, the metaphor doesn't apply very well. So the other answer is no, the idea of fruits are mitzvahs. Everybody and anybody does mitzvahs and can do mitzvahs. <clears throat> and therefore, the, this little bit of Gemara very closely associates the concept of mitzvah with this idea of growth, the idea of, of uh, vegetation, which we spent so much time on, uh, on this mimer. Um, so the, the, mitzvah, the, the, the muscle of growth, the muscle of planting, sowing, of reaping, um, has its spiritual counterpart, which in this case is the mitzvah. The mitzvah is the fruit, the ultimate goal of the process. Uh, in the Pasuk, it's called by the name of, of sowing, of, of uh, sowing, of planting. Um, sow for yourselves in accordance with your righteousness. Again, the idea of righteousness and the idea of sowing uh, go together. Uh, the thing is like this. So to, these are little bits and pieces. For, this is very, it's a very fragmentary sentence, this. But to, to bring it into a broader perspective, Havinian who things like this, Dihine, and the Savakotus Brook Lias Lai Derab Taktoinim. Well, how many billions of times have we heard that? 
God forbid to make light of it, that's in fact everything. That's the whole story. That is the basis and foundation of all being, all existence, and the reason why we're here. Okay, so we have that given. Uh, the Abishter desires uh, a residence below. This actual physical world, this world of physical action, uh, this lowly world of physical action, of which there is nothing lower. That's where the venue for this will is manifest. Which the point of this is that there should be a revelation of atzmas or ein soif lamata. In other words, that the essence of divinity um, should be revealed in the most hidden and the most uh, distant and the most obscured of all levels of being, which is this physical world which is called mata. So the highest is revealed, sh should be revealed in the lowest, which means that already the lowest has a potential for the revelation of the highest. How is this done? Very simple. Uh, at least the concept simple. This is done through the performance of mitzvahs. Uh, this is the idea of mitzvahs are called by the name of zriya, the, the idea of planting. When you do a mitzvah, you are planting. Like a person plants a seed in the ground. From the planting, from a little bag of seeds, comes a whole field of, of absolutely gorgeous vegetation, of rich, uh, uh, a rich effulgence of life, of vegetation, of plant life. Um, and that's what happens when one, of course, performs a mitzvah. The world is filled with uh, an effulgence of holy life, of divinity. Pagam shezaruch. Um, also, even though one could say that, um, that the seeds, garden seeds, for the most part, we do not eat. And some of them are absolutely not edible, and others we don't eat because they just don't taste good. They have no nutritional value, and they don't taste good. Lamashal, um, tomato is delicious, nice, right? Tomato is a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, tomato seeds, on the other hand, you can't make a lunch out of it. No one's going to buy tomato seeds to eat. Um, so the purpose of this concept, incidentally, is to bring in the emphasis on yesh ma'ayin, yesh ayin yesh. The seed and the tomato are be'en In the middle is the concept of ayin, which the mimer has uh, gone into in some detail for us. The seed loses its mitzias of seed, it loses its yeshus as a seed, therefore becoming a, a vehicle or a vessel to, uh, in, to be encompassed by ayin, to, be, to receive the ayin of, of the earth, the growth potential of kaya hatzameach in the earth, and to sprout something brand new, to sprout a chiddish, to make something that did not exist before. So the distinction between the yesh uh, of the seed and the yesh of the tree uh, or the plant um, is not always obvious. Not always, well, it's obvious, but it's not always emphatic. So, for example, one takes a grain of wheat, puts it in the ground. Well, you're going to get a stalk of wheat. Uh, there'll be many, many. There'll be inareich, the seed and the, and the stalk of wheat, because the stalk of wheat will will have thousands and thousands of grains. On the other hand, there's a commonality. One, the grain that one planted is the same that comes up as grain on the wheat, which could be made into flour. So a, 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 uh, perhaps a more 
emphatic example of this process of creation, yeshma'ain, this mushal for yeshma'ain, would be seeds which have no, uh, uh, which cannot be eaten, which do not, are not valued for their quality as food, uh, whereas what comes out of the ground is valued for its quality as food. Same way. One does a mitzvah in this world, be it giving, uh, putting a penny in a pushka, putting on tefillin, whatever. There is a consequence to the fulfillment of that mitzvah. There is an effulgence. We have no concept of this. We, we read it. We try and grasp it intellectually. But if we had eyes to see what a single mitzvah accomplishes in terms of growth, of, 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 a, of divinity within the world that was not there previously, it, we, we would be absolutely stunned. We would, uh, every single second, we would grab, be grabbing at mitzvahs, which we should be doing. As it says, broad are your mitzvahs. Very broad are your mitzvahs. The mitzvah, the consequence of mitzvahs, or the impact or the product of mitzvahs, is endless because mitzvahs are rooted taka in ratzen ein soif. And the mitzvah results in the, the revelation, ultimately, of the atzmus, the etzim, of orain soif, about which we can say nothing because it's atzmi stick. All we, can, we, we know about this is the be'en oreich is far beyond any be'en oreich that we see in the marshal of seed to plant. The mitzvah, which takes, put on tefillin, I don't know how long, depending upon who you are, it takes 30 seconds or a half hour, but nonetheless, it's very limited in time. Um, and the endless, timeless, eternal uh, holiness which emerges from that mitzvah, which is brought down by that mitzvah, is, has, is totally incomparable to the mitzvah itself in terms of time and space. However, as the case of an apple tree, the seed has to be planted in the ground. The mitzvah has to be done, um, the, 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 the growth, uh, requires, for there to be growth, requires uh, that, that this be done in the earth, that there be an earth to receive. So we can think temporarily anyway uh, of the mitzvah as the, the seed. We can think then we have to find earth in which to plant it. What is the earth? In the nimshal, the earth, the Eretz, is Nisham Yisrael in which the seed of the mitzvah can grow and develop and manifest, manifest itself in its, with all of its full potential. Uh, are called a desirable or a desired earth, a desired land. That's in the case of talking about Neshamas Yisrael on a uh, cosmic, I don't use cosmic because that implies the cosmos in a physical sense. But on a level of uh, a level of Seder Ishtalshus, a level of the spiritual dimensions of creation, um, this Eretz Chafetz is Malchus, which fits very nicely because the Sharish Begili of Nisham Yisrael is Malchus, Knesset Yisrael. Knesset Yisrael is, is in Malchus. So Lamaila, the Eretz is thought of as Malchus. And Lamata, as it comes into this world, it's Nisham Yisrael, which are actually bringing from the core of Malchus, the Koycha Etzim of Malchus, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, into this world and are representing the creator within this world and are the, the ground 
on which divine will through the mitzvah will take root and will produce endless good, endless holiness, endless refinement. So Malchus is also called Eretz Chafetz. Oh, I'm sorry. Dilema Nikra Shema Eretz. Why is it called Eretz? What the word Eretz? Why is that term uniquely applicable to Neshama Israel, to the Eretz, the, the Earth Mamish, and to Malchus? Shiratsasa Lasais Ratzin Koinai. Because it runs, this actually is from Medrash, it's referring to the earth, why is the earth called, called Eretz? Because it runs to fulfill the will, the Ratzin, of its uh, creator, of its owner. So what does this mean? It runs to fulfill Eretz, Ratz, the word goes together very, very nicely. Uh, it, 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 it runs, it, it, uh, it is its total being. Running means you're pursuing something, not just pursuing something, but with your whole being. It is pursuing with its whole being the will, the fulfillment of the will of the creator. So what does this quality refer to when we talk about Eretz what, at any level? It refers to Bittl. It refers to the negation, total negation, to the will of Hashem is Baruch. And therefore the transparency of, to the will of Hashem is Baruch. Uh, the Einoid Milvadoi, there's not but him, is, is sensed and perceived, and that's what Bittel is, that all is, is him, all is for him. And that's the idea of, of Eretz. Al Shum Zen Nikra Eretz Chofetz. For this reason, it's called desirable land, a land of a, a, desired, a desired land. Because of this quality of Bittel, it is uh, suitable for the manifestation of divinity to which it's negated, to which it's bittle, to which it's transparent uh, at all levels. This is the, the true Ratzin Elyon. What does God really want? What's the essence of what he wants? And what is in other terms? How can we refer to this uh, in another Lushan? This is what is called bittle Hayesh. Namely, that all that exists, all being on all levels, particularly being on this earthly level, because the essence of yesh is the most emphatic and most uh, 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 absolute here in this world, um, that the, every entity of existence in this world and all worlds for that matter is negated to divinity. Uh, not, this is not, it's not bittle to the extent where it ceases to exist. It's not blown out of existence by the revelation of uh, Ein Saif. It is a Matthias. Nonetheless, it is totally negated. Its being is negated to divinity. This is the concept of Deir B'Takhtoinim. Shebesharish, there's quite a few, I mean, this is a very simple model, a simple way of looking at it. Um, there are many Maimar which talk about the unity of how they operate in, in synchrony. We don't have to worry about any of that. What we're, we're concerned with right now is the world, uh, the goal of our being in this world is to transform it to such an extent, to bring out of it in such an extent uh, the, the divinity which uh, is present, perceivable, and uh, accessible in this world with everything in it. Uvesharish hu v'bechinas ha'rotzen pojet l'mayla metam b'das. 
The source of this will, which is applicable in this world now, is uh, the Rotsen Pajit, which is Mayan Matambadas. This is Rotsen of Hashem. Uh, you can, again, one could talk this, about this Koedemat Simpson, Acharat uh, Simpson, in terms of Ak. The main thing is that it is the sum total of the true desire of Hashem, which ultimately becomes particularized, individuated, parcelated into pratim, into details, which we'll see in the next mimer, um, in order that there should be a ultimate fulfillment of a simple pashat, a simple ratzon. A simple ratzon is for dear b'tach toinim. Um, the marshal that we'll see in the next mimer is that of a house person desires a house. A person wants a house. Uh, as we'll see later on, for no particular reason. It's mushrush and etzem and nefesh, that's a ratzen, which is so atzmistic. Don't forget, ratzen is a tenu of etzem. It's not, a, it's not like a sphere which has properties and qualities. It's, it's a, a, a movement of etzem, a uh, inclination of etzem. And mitzad nefesh elukis, every single individual has a ratzen to own his own kark, his own land in this world. Um, it evolves into a Ratzon Muchlit, a Ratzon Goli, we'll talk about these things later. But the main thing is that um, it's, it is a simple Ratzon based on, on the person. It, in a way, it defines a Jew. It's part and parcel of the defini definition of a Jew. It's tied in, of course, with the idea of Hashem is Baruch Wants a dear of the his own residence below, uh, which is Mamash, a, a Ratzon Atzmi. Um, likewise, since every single person is a part of Hashem, so to speak, so then that, that quality of etzem applies to the quality of etzem in every single Jew as well, that they also want. This is the idea of a ratzen, which is the source of all. The person has the ratzen pajr, comes into play then, the ratzen to be actualized, that's the whole point, is that you come to a, an actual a result. In order to be actualized, it goes, it, 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 it goes through shtalshlis and shtalshl, through, uh, through ratzen, chachma, bina, zah, malchus, oilamais, uh, the same way a person wants a house. That is a simple, pure ratzen. Uh, that ratzen has to apply to plumbing, to electrician, to carpentry, to uh, foundation. There, there are millions of things which are encompassed by that ratzen klali. So this is the source of all being. The Abishter wants our world to be his home um, through our Tarnim Nitzis. This is the idea of ratzasa, of pursuit, of, of running to... Of the bittle of running to fulfill the, the Ratzon of Hashem is Baruch. Also, the ultimate idea of the, this is from um, uh, um, Sefer Yitzira, which we've seen many, many times, that the, their ends are wedged, I'm sorry, their beginnings are wedged in their ends. The house is the ultimate Mitzad Etzem Ratzon, Mitzad Etzem, it's an Atzmistik Ratzon, it's not interested in Ach and Etzilis, Akudim, Nakudim, Brudim, Bri, Etzira. Those are all modes in which that Ratzin becomes actualized, materialized, and reified in this world. The end of the day, it's the house itself. Finished, completed, ready to live in. That is the whole core of that Ratzin or that inclination which initiated the whole process. For this reason, the Shomas Israel are called uh, Eretz Chafetz, 
because they are in a position to actualize, to bring to actuality, by virtue of the structure of, the, of their own neshamas, to bring to actuality this Ratzon of Hashem. Sheesh bohem bechin is bitl. Why? Because they are bitl betachlis. That bitl betachlis is a whole discussion in and of itself. We've meant, brought this out, this concept out many, many times. The Jewish people, as a people, individual exceptions here and there, not here and there, sometimes they're more than here and there. But it's all chatzoni, it's the essence of the Jewish people, the fact that we have lived for the, all these millennia and, and survived, and not only survived, but thrived. And we're putting on the same tefillin that Moshe Rabbeinu put on. And we're reading the same Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us without shinui, without change, with the, the, the eternity, the eternal nature of the Jewish people, both in terms of their existence and the way they live and their, and their priority. Um, this is all because of a total negation to Atzma Sein Soif, and therefore uh, the whole Jewish people are driven really by, by their, their connection to Etzim, their bittle, their negation to the will of God and to godliness. Mishum Zeh, Hein Royim Lezriah B'Maisim Mitzvahs. Therefore, the Jewish people are suitable for the planting of mitzvahs. They're open to mitzvahs. They are a vessel for mitzvahs because they are completely bound with the will of the Almighty, and therefore they're in a position to transform the uh, world and everything within it from uh, into mamish, the divinity, to bring divinity into this world uh, in a li limitless way. Yeah. Um, so where did this capacity come from? We, where do we have this? Again, what do we think of? We think of in the earth. The actual, absolute negation of the earth the lowest of the low, to the creative, to divinity, which imparts to it the creative power of divinity, the power of bringing forth endless vegetation of endless variety uh, without restriction, without limit, because limit restriction do not apply to the earth. They do not apply to Koyach HaTzameach. Etzim, Rotzana Etzim applies to earth and Koyach HaTzameach. Well, that same thing applies to Nisham Yisrael. Um, where do we get it from? Very simple. We get it from Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu uh, acquired it from the Rabbani Shlaim. And since he acquired this characteristic, this Chelek Eloka, which is all synonymous with the same concept, all implied in the same concept, he acquired it through, through his own efforts. It ultimately came as a gift because... You can't touch, even Abram Avinu, by his own efforts, cannot touch Ein Soif by himself. It came as a gift, but it came as a, 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 a gift of, of pleasure, a gift of joy, a gift that, uh, that Hashem is Baruch willingly gave Avram Avinu this connection to Etzem uh, as a gift. And uh, since Avram Avinu, his children after him, his generations after him, all the Jewish people following Avram Avinu um, receive it as an inheritance. It's ours. It's ours by virtue of the fact that God gave it to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is our father, and therefore we have it as well. Shiv Koyach b'mesiris nefesh mitzameach v'upoyel yeshua matzmiach v'upoyel yeshuais. This is the power of Messiris Nefesh. Messiris Nefesh, Bittel, same thing. Messiris Nefesh is the ultimate Bittel. Messiris Nefesh is the ultimate negation of the self for Atzimus, for Hashem Yisbaruch. Um, and this Messiris Nefesh and this Bittel is Poel Yeshuais. 
uh, it's, it causes the word matzmiach, causes it to sprout, to grow, to uh, an effulgence of growth, and it, it, and it, it causes salvations in the world. Um, and again, this is the Eretz Chafetz, this is the Neshama of the Jews, capable of doing this. Ukamaimer, uh, 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 he sows tzedakais uh, and causes Yeshuais to, to grow. Nemar, uh, this it is said, Eretz Asher Hashem, Posuk, that this is the land, the Eretz that Hashem is, uh, cares for forever, always, Tomid, ceaselessly. Whether we're talking about the Eretz, which is the Eretz Chafetz of Neshama Israel, whether we're talking about the Eretz Chafetz, which is the Eretz Chafetz of Eretz Israel, or whether we're talking about the Eretz Chafetz, which is the Eretz Chafetz of Malchus, they all fall into the same category, into the same concept. Uh, the eyes of Hashem are on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. This is Eretz Chafetz. So now we're talking of Eretz Chafetz. The, the Rebbe uh, 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 built up the concept of Eretz Chafetz vis-a-vis a Jew. This is the, uh, the Eretz Chafetz, the Neshama of a Jew. Uh, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Now we go back to the idea of Rosh Hashanah. Every year there is a hamshacha, a new hamshacha, a new light. A uh, new concept of Chodesh means literally Chiddush. This is not some level uh, which is brought into reality or brought into the soul of a Jew, some, some higher level, some higher aura, some gilui, which up till now has not been accessible, now becomes accessible. This is, this is a new light. This is something which had never existed before, which means that the year to come, uh, in potential, never existed before either. Shehem Eretz Elah. Why? Because they are Eretz Elah. This is a new light which comes into the Shemesh Israel to bring them to a capacity that never existed in the world or in them ever before. Ki Ablad Rosh Hashanah, as we well know, on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, Mestalik Chayes Shana Ha'avara. The highest of all being uh, ascends, it withdraws, it departs. Um, this is what is called the Nesira, the, the detachment, the detachment of the Creator from, from creation, so to speak. Uh, now, of course, without, we're not going into the whole story here, because even on the night of Rosh Hashanah, the world seems to exist pretty much as it did before. That's all chutzonis, but in terms of panemius, in terms of intent, in terms of God's intent, in terms of God's desire, which is to say in terms of the Almighty Himself, it's as good as gone. It's, it's, it's enough is left to keep it in Lamashal. Let's say a, an individual uh, has this ruts and this tremendous do- desire for a house, comes to Revelation. Many people it doesn't, but in, in him, it comes into a ruts and a muchlet, a consideration, a possibility. The ruts and a muchlet becomes an ruts and goli, <coughs> a true desire. Then comes a Ratzin for an architect and a carpenter and a builder and a designer and, and a painter. And, a, and this Ratzin uh, diversifies into every single prop within the concept of that house. And what's been created now is a world, all because of the desire for that house. There's a world of carpentry, there's a world of electricians, there's a world of plumbing, there's a world of uh, hundreds of people now have work. Hundreds of materials from all over are being brought in. It's, it's become a little mini world, level after level. 
Uh, and it all thrives on what? On this one rutzen. The man wants a house. It thrives on that rutzen. What if that individual gets a telephone call um, uh, from Toronto, he lives in Montreal, he gets a telephone call from Toronto, from a company that says, you know, uh, Mr. So-and-so, um, we are really want you on our team. We, we, we so much want to have you with us. We will pay you three times what you are making now if you work for us. So what happens to the house? Gone. Like that. It's gone. That's it. The Rotson for that house has disappeared and been replaced by a Rotson for Toronto. Okay? It, so you said, well, but it's still standing there. The carpenters are still hammering nails. The cement pourers are still pouring cement. Nothing seemingly has happened. They don't realize it. They don't know it. They don't sense it. It's not apparent to them. They are not real. They are gone. They are dead. They are finished. The world no longer exists. They'll find out sooner or later when the red slips, pink slips start coming in, when they find out, when the bank tells them, whatever. And the house will gradually, the whole concept of house and all that went into it to, to build it will, will simply be as if it never was. That's the idea of an atzmiestikerotzen. And the idea is to bring it into the ultimate reality, the product, and that is ultimately done by a Jew in this world through mitzvahs. The idea day, tekiyas, so on Rosh Hashanah, every single neshama is uh, illuminated with something new, with a new light, with a new purpose, with a new intent, designed not to make things better and nicer, but designed to bring mamish something unprecedented into the world. Uh, now this is a possibility because it sits in Neshama Sisroel. Through the tekiyas are brought down so the, the, there's a withdrawal from whatever the rutzen, whatever the ore was from last year, Pneumus ore from last year, and now there's a new ore. There has to be a withdrawal because if it's simply more or better or bigger, that's not a chiddish. Yes, we could be, there could be an additional orb through Rosh Hashanah could be to, to give us greater possibilities to make us bigger and better. That's not the point. The point is to make us into individuals. It's like creation itself, the beginning of creation, to make us into uh, 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 entities with possibilities that never existed before. That by a new year, we mean a new year. That there's a chiddish, that what can happen this year could never ever happen within all of time and existence up to that point. V'al hamshachas chayis chodosh that through this new hamshacha zehu din umishpat. Here's the kicker. Fantastic. So Rosh Hashanah Tiyashoy for all of a sudden, I have a new soul of sorts in a way, in a way. Uh, but it comes by way of din, ultimately by way of din and mishpat. Well, how does that work? As it says in Pasek. Pasek, Tikk that's the key of Shoifer. And then the second Paul said, It is the, a, a statute for, for Israel and a Mishpat. A Mishpat implies judgment, of the God of Jacob. Well, this is somewhat different. I mean, this, this implies another process. It's not simply an effulgence of of goodness and newness of, of Hiddish, but in order for that uh, Hiddish to take root requires din v'mishpat. Sha'al ha'gili elukus shenimshech v'chinus Yaakov, the gili elukus which comes into Yaakov, not Yisrael now, but Yaakov, which is the, Jew, the neshama as it sits in this world, yesh al zeh din v'mishpat, there's din v'mishpat. 
So yeah, it's there in potential. It's there. It's not that it's not real. It is real. But what are we going to do with it? This is brought up in Tanya. What are we going to do with it? Over Sarah Shemay Tshuva. How are we going to make that a reality for us? How are we going to be shy to bring that into our, our, um, our, our sense of being, into our, our reality in this world? All of this is in accordance with the, um, the, the extent to which we can partake of this is in accordance to how well we did last year. More than that, it's in accordance with the tshuva. Because whatever was done last year, which was defective or deficient, um, is totally, uh, can be, uh, can, uh, can be not, not only fixed, but can be replaced by goodness and truth. This is an avoida. This is part of avoida. The Sarasim tshuva, those are days of tshuva. Those are days of repentance. Those are days of bringing ourselves to a level where we can access, uh, where we are suitable and, and able to access that tremendous light which came into the world on Rosh Hashanah. Dishana of our, okay. Umishpat ihu rachme. The Zoyer tells us that, that Mishpat is along the lines of Rachamim. Well, we often don't think of Mishpat as Rachamim. We don't, it's hard for us to imagine. Rachamim is a possible, Rachamim is the ultimate mercy, the ultimate compassion, is where a person is given an opportunity. And that opportunity is tshuva, to make that or real for him, to bring it down into himself. Yud gimel miyudisarachamim, yud gimel tukune dikna, to bring etzem mamish into the reality of his being as it, not just as a potential, not as just something that, that is a general hamshacha of, of chiddush that happened on Rosh Hashanah, but to bring that chiddush into his daily months, his years, daily months, his daily days, and his life of minutes and seconds. And that's what happens in Yisera Simei Again, this is all uh, dealt with in Tanya at some length. This is the idea when you when you enter the land. So there's something here. When you enter the land, Eretz hu b'chinis ha-ratzen Eretz, as we already said, is ratzen pozhet. To enter, to, to, to uh, take from that ratzen pozhet, to take from that or, to make it yours, to make it real in a, in, in a practical sense, sheyash kol echod um, v'mi This is the... Um, this is the Ratzon Pajet, the Eretz Hafez, that is in every single Jew, uh, which on Rosh Hashanah has received a new light. It is given from Eretz El Yoyne, Ratzon El Yoyne, Ratzon Ha'atzmi, as a gift it's given, because that's the only way it can be given, like it was given to Avram Avinu. It's not reachable, it's not attainable, uh, unless it's given, because there's no way that finite can reach infinite. There's no way that Ish Mugbul can reach Taket, the truth of Bligvul. However, and it is given. Russia, it's there, it's waiting. When you enter the land, it's just not, you don't just get it. It requires a hachon. You have to enter. You have to go for it. You have to go into it. That's the Sarasimei Tshuva. Uh, and that is the whole concept of Mishpat. There is a weighing here. It's not just a free, uh, a, 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 so there's no free lunch here. 
that it has to be, uh, one has to be a Cayley for it. One has to draw on it. And to draw on it, one has to be suitable to draw on it. And that's what Aserah Shemit Shuvah are all about. Um, this comes through an Avaidah of Al Pitam Vadas, which is our normative daily Avaidah. Um, um, and in this way is given this matana in a way of Eretz El Yoinish, Zay Inyan Ma Shoyu Elokecha, Hashem Elokecha, Noisein Lecha Nachla. Hashem gives it as an inheritance. Vacherkach Vierishta, Inyan Yerushas Haaretz. Afterwards, a second stage is it is uh, uh, occupied. The union of a Yerusha as an inheritance of the Oretz, who Mahazain Umas Bisharsham Hain Zain Malchan Kadman Detoyu. Complicated and fragmentary, fragment somewhat telegraphic. The idea is that when you enter the land, Jewish people are given the land. They're given the land by Hashem Mizbarak. They were promised the land, and they're given it to they were given it, and it was given. They gotta go in. Not only have to go in. But there's an avaita once they go in. There's a struggle. There has to be an uh, acquisition of the land from its former owners. What is the former owners? This is through war. What is the former owners? The former owners were, these, uh, were, were, were the inhabitants of the land, were the Canaanim, the, the, the tribes that lived there were evil Ba'atzem. And now there's a struggle between good and evil to make that land, which is now given to the Jewish people, to make it truly theirs, that they can go into a field and plant in it to, make, to bring it into their reality, to bring it into their material reality. Back to the realm of the spiritual, this comes about through a war. The acquisition of the arts, which, has been, which is a gift already. But to make it a Yerusha, which can be settled, this is a matter of a war. What's the war? The war is the Avaida of Birum, the Avaida of refinement, which we talked about many, many times. This is the Avaida, the Birum of the Nefshabamas, Vachol Inyonim, Shaykhim Elavin, all the Inyonim, which are Shaykh to it. So this is, this is our struggle. This is what it is. It's not simply a matter of receiving Milamai Lamato, here, here's your gift. You have to take you have to go into it. You have to take it. You have to be worthy of it. There's a concept of mishpat implied here. There's a concept of individual meaning implied here. And through this comes an additional the, the fact that just people are able to go in and, and plow and use the land and plow the land and bring uh, a, a kadusha that never existed before. Um, in an infinite way into the land. And this brings about the absolute kavana, that Hashem wants a dir So we are given what we need to be Arts We're given that. But then we are put in a position where in order to make it operative, in order through Torah and mitzvahs to make the land truly plowable and operative and um, uh, a reality of a derab tachtoinim, this requires the exertion of birurim, the, the avayda, on a day-by-day -day basis in Torah and mitzvahs. Uh, as has been explained, v'zehu, v'yashavta b'hashem, v'yashavta uh, and you shall dwell in it. You shall dwell in it. 
this is part of the Pasuk. You, you will, Hashem has given you the land, you go into it, you will acquire it, and you will dwell in it. Dwelling in it is the ultimate where the, it is, literally becomes yours. Yeshiva Moira al Yeshiva, again, this is very telegraphic because there are many connecting sentences which, which would help a bit. But here, a concept of yeshiva. What is yeshiva? You're standing up and you sit down. That's a come down. That is, you are being uh, lowering yourself. That's the union of hashvalu You You bring yourself down. Um, and this is what Hashem does when the Jewish people are in a state of yeshiva, living in the land, cultivating it, and operating in it the way Ratzon Elyoin Ha'atzmi desired. Then Hashem comes into it as well. He comes down into it. The whole idea of yeshiva is to dwell and to lower oneself into the world. In this case, the Ksiv, the Yoshev Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech Hashem will then be the king of all the world using Lashon Yeshev. He will be a, a king of the world means that he is in the world. In a way of a revelation of His transcendence will become uh, uh, not acquirable, but uh, uh, revealed in the world. Right now it's Behelem. It will become accessible in some way. Now it's Mamish Behelem. In time to come, it will shine in a way of gilui. Uh, Hashem will come, you come into that into your house, you come into your field, uh, and you are able to plant it and grow it and apply the Torah and mitzvahs to it. Hashem now comes into the house to live in it. Benigla kavod Hashem, the, the the glory of Hashem will be revealed. Kavod is lashon is lashon makif, lashon soivev. V'zeru for Yoshev Hashem. Melech, the king will sit. Hashem, the king will dwell. Which is to say that Atmos or Ein Soif will be revealed. Mamish Lamata. All of this is done by way of Neshamus Yisrael Lamata. The fulfillment of uh, precepts of the mitzvahs in actual. Uh, action, is which in a way of total self-abnegation, you were doing God's will, uh, not your will. You are, are become you become completely bound to etzim to the extent that you are totally negated to God's will, and that mitzvah can grow in you, and you can plant that mitzvah within yourself and bring endless holiness into the world thereby. By, by abnegating oneself completely and totally, which again, in, in a very general historical way, describes the life of the Jewish people. This is what, what we've done. We've gone through endless, endless years. We have not lost sight of our mission. We have not lost sight of our connection to God. We have given everything, everything. All for the boss uh, has been explained. Ubuchinis Evid Pajit. This is the idea of the Evid Pajit. Umavarim Birum Bidvarim Tahtainim. He is Mavar. Things in this world, the lowly things of this world, and in this way he's able to bring the Gili of Atzma Saint Soiflamata. Now, the Evid Pajit is a person who is characteristics of this description of total Bittle. That's who he is. That's what he is. He's absolutely Bittle Ratzanelian, and that, that's his entire being is, is a Ratzanelian. And therefore, he is the paradigm for, for this concept. 
which is the Indian of Derabtachtoidim. Okay, well, we finished uh, as best we could. Next week, uh, next session, we will uh, begin a new mimer, Ki Hamitzvah Hazais, and uh, we'll get back to it then.